Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. <sighs> Don't yawn, you're going to make me yawn. Let's see if anyone else yawns here in yes, the studio. It's contagious. Is it contagious? Uh-huh. We're going to have someone on today who's going to tell us that it's contagious to our dogs. If we really? yawn to our dogs, they will yawn. So I want you to practice that right now. Look down at your dog. <sighs> Everybody yawn. Ladybug just looks at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she just it's... laid over and went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's going to be coming up on the show in just a few minutes here. Also, Dr. Marty Becker, our veterinary correspondent, uh, will be back with us. He is amazing, isn't awesome. he? Awesome. And uh, I know that today, after the show, we're going to take Ladybug out to the pool. You know, a lot of the pools across the country, as they close down for the summer, they have these dog splash days where they allow the dogs into the pool to get a little swimming. Do they have that anywhere where you live? That's cool. Yeah, I know. Isn't that neat? Then someone has the unfortunate duty of going down to the filter and removing all the hair, and then they drain the pool. What else? Yeah, what else is exactly right? Uh, So that's what we're planning after the show today. I think uh, across the country, in a lot of cities... They're doing this, so you might want to check to see if that's happening in your city this weekend. Awesome. And then do they have the grandma swim after that? <laughs> <laughs> the number is one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Was that slow enough? No, a little slower. Got some complaints. one 405 8405 If this is your first time... That's if you're a virgin. An animal radio virgin. We have America's favorite veterinarian, Dr. Debbie. The dog trainer's dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Volani, And animal communicator, Joey Turner. All here for you today. Uh, what do we have for folks who are regulars? Nothing. Oh, Judy just handed me this story. This is kind of interesting. We talked about this a few months ago. The honorary mayor of Talkeetna, Alaska... Is a cat. Stubbs the cat. Apparently the candidates that they had were undesirable to the local residents, so they wrote in Stubbs the cat. And Stubbs has actually been the mayor for uh, Quite a while 16 now. years now. <laughs> they don't, Getting a lot done. Yeah. Over Stubbs. The, yeah, Stubbs. Over the weekend, he suffered a fractured sternum and punctured lung while he got into it with a dog. Uh-oh. Apparently, Apparently been attacked by a dog. Uh, he is okay. I think he's going to recover, but I just wanted to bring you up to date right here on Animal Radio. Ooh, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> wow. So yeah. maybe the dog wants to be mayor is trying to kick him out. Also, another very exciting story. 1,200 California chickens are going to retire back east. These are egg-laying chickens, some 1,200 of them. Their egg-laying days are done. Right. And usually, because they lay eggs, they're not really they're not good to eat. So uh-huh. usually they're just put down after they're... These ones heading to the East Coast because of an anonymous donation of $50,000 for Operation Chicken Airlift. Wow. They're going to send these chickens to upstate New York. So that's I hear it was Tweety Bird. And what do they Tweety do with them? They live on a farm? They just live on a farm, free for range. For the rest of their for life? For the rest of their life. 50 grand will buy a lot of time for a chicken. Do they still lay eggs, or do they stop laying eggs at a certain... Does anyone know that? They stop. I don't know. Yeah, you're kind of they a farm like the, guy. You know all that yeah, stuff. They, they have like a two-year productive cycle, and then they live you know, far beyond that, and uh, you know, they're done. They give eggs wow. for like two years. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. You were born on a farm, weren't you? No, I was born in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. quite a farm. Actually, there was a dairy farm up the street from my house when I was a kid, if you can believe that, in Brooklyn, New York. No, there still are, actually, in Brooklyn. Yeah, right up the street from me, Hendricks Street, East New York, there was a dairy farm up there. We'll go to the phones next, one 405 8405 
Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. On any given afternoon, neighbors might see David Valentine and his two goats jumping up and down on his backyard trampoline, and it's got them hopping mad. Twelve-year-old David has lots of animals: dogs, cats, guinea pigs, rabbits, a turtle, a parrot, and a gerbil. But it's the trampoline jumping goats that seem to help him manage his attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. David's family is now fighting the neighbors and the town zoning law in court. David's mom calls the goats a miracle and a gift from God. David thinks the goats motivate him more than the other pets because they're like a kid with ADHD. They don't listen very well. That's kind of like me, he said. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team: veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour, we're going to talk to the guy who tells you that if you yawn, your dog's going to yawn with you. If he loves you and, and respects you, know, respects, you. yeah. Yes. If yeah. your dog doesn't think much about you, the dog won't. They won't yawn. They'll ignore you. That's yeah, all coming up this hour right here on Animal Radio. He's Rain. got to sympathize with you. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Stacy. what are you working on there? Speak up. I have a heartwarming story coming up. A, a woman loves her chicken so much. She loves it so much that she loves it more than her diamond earring that the chicken ate. The diamond earring was $450, but um, the chicken thought it was chicken feed. <laughs> Just thought it was chicken scratch and stuffed it in its mouth. I'll tell you what she's going to do to get it out. Coming up on Animal Radio News. 1-866-405-8405. We go to Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Not too bad. What's up? Uh, got a, a man coon. A, a, a man coon cat that's uh Oh, man coon. Uh, excuse me? Man coon? A man, uh, is, it, is it a man coon? I think it's a Maine. Doctor, is it a Maine coon? It's, yeah, Maine coon, like Maine, like the state. Maine. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. a, okay, it's Maine a big coon. cat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's from uh, Cedar Springs, Michigan. It was a feral cat, a barn cat. Uh, we got him, and then we got his sister from uh, another father, I think. I'm pretty sure. And uh, But he's uh, he's a he's a big cat, and she's just a small, little, little beautiful little cat. They're both beautiful cats, but uh, had them both declawed, and they both both had their shots and everything and uh but uh he's going on two years old and he he loves to bite and when he bites uh he he leaves a a, a mark i mean he leaves pain <laughs> oh, okay what's what seems to be happening before he bites you um uh, if you pet him on his head and stuff you know um my wife got it all down she uh says when he starts wagging his tail and his ears go back says watch out he's getting ready to bite mm-hmm. oh that's true that's and absolutely I, I think he's just, I think he's just playing because one day on the porch, uh, by the way, these cats, they live like kings. Uh, they've got a, a door that I installed in the, in the double hung window that she won't tell me how much she paid for it. Uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, that they go in and out of and they're very good at it. And, uh, but, uh, I was sitting on the porch one day and he, he lunged over at my leg and bit my leg and ran. So he, I, I'm thinking he's just playing, but, uh, it hurts. Okay. Well, the lowdown on cat aggression is that there are a lot of different triggers and a lot of different 
underlying causes for aggression. So, for instance, some of the most common causes of cats biting people um, can be play-related aggression. So they're actually playing with you, and then it just goes too far, and they bite you. Um, there's also uh-huh. what we call there's what we call petting intolerance. So you're petting your cat, thinking everything's going great, and they become overstimulated, and then they lash oh, yeah. out and bite you. There's other things. Uh-huh. There's you know fear. There's some status-related kind of dominance stuff, um, redirected right. aggression. So something kind of startles them or upsets them, and you're the closest thing. So the challenge is to find out in the particular kitty situation what might be the problem. What's the trigger, if you will? So if it's right. something, and and I'm going to simplify things quite a bit here. If it's just something as simple as you're petting this cat and then he bites you, then um, that for me is shame on you. Because <laughs> for cats, oh, yeah. There, yeah, sure. there, is a, sure. there is a fine line. Cats aren't dogs. They don't like to be um, petted for uh, long right. periods of time. They and become the overstimulated. So when your wife says, yeah, all these things are physically happening, the tail is swishing back and forth, you know, the ears are going back, the eyes are squinting, is looking side to side, that is your, your signal that you need to stop. Yeah. And you need to cease contact with Kitty before that escalates into a bite. And for some cats, it may be, uh, you have to back off on petting altogether. Um, you may just need to pet for a few minutes and then cease it. Yeah, he's Do not, not he's talk not to Kitty. Bad. You have to be, uh, you have to be very, very much aware. And uh, he he been our cleaning lady here a few weeks. Oh my goodness! Cats, uh, they they rule you. You don't rule them, you know. Well, and that that does cross a line though. Um, when humans are becoming injured, um, that's where I draw the line. So I'm gonna yeah. say, yeah, cats will be cats, and they want to play. But if it escalates into biting humans, that's where we we do need to take action. And I will tell you that. Uh, how do you play with? Do you play with this kitty at times? Do you kind of? Uh, no, no, toys? we never did. Even from when we brought it down from Michigan to North Carolina. Uh, I called him my dash cat. He left to be up on the dashboard. And, uh, mm-hmm. but no, there was never, never any, uh, any rough play. I mean, I, I work 70 hours a week. My wife works, uh, probably about the same. And, uh, mm-hmm. they have the rule of the roost. And, um, but, uh, no, there's never really, there was a time when I drank a bottle of red wine and he and I got into it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, so Rick, I'm going to tell you, the, the things that you can do to help out the situation are going to be definitely to anticipate what triggers these problems. And you may need to keep a log, keep a track of it in a little notebook, what situations uh-huh. are happening, what happened to the maid before this happened. You know, or is it always when you're like walking down the hallway and he wants attention? And then we have to address those situations. You, so if a cat just, is attacking you, just, you... You just hit one of the triggers right there, he'll attack you when you're walking down the hallway. Okay. Yes. He'll so lunge at you and stuff. He, he lunged at my wife one time and left a bruise on her leg. And and you know what? It's they're very similar in dogs in that they'll do negative behaviors for attention. So he wanted uh-huh. your attention. You probably screamed. You said, "Hey, stop that!" And and he got what he wanted. So the trick is for a cat that does that kind of thing, that kind of attacks when you're walking down the hallway. You have to be prepared for a diversion. So we can't and, and discipline we cats. And we are. I mean, my wife will bust his ass just as I will. You know, part of my language, swat him on the butt. You know. And, Nope, nope, uh, stop that. Stop it right now. You cannot do that. Cats are not dogs. So as soon as you respond with uh, physical corrections with a cat, you are escalating things. So you you cannot swat at them. You cannot chase them. You cannot do anything physically that's going to help. It's only going to make it worse because their excitement and their anxiety level goes higher. So the strategy that you need to do when you have a cat that is prone to attacking you down the hallway, coming after you, you have to have a redirection. Now, some 
some cats we can do clicker training with so that if you want to get their attention, you can actually train them to the little clickers and use that as like a food-based reward. So you train them to the clicker um, at other times, and then you give them a toy or a treat or something like that. And then with time, you repeat that, repeat that behavior. And you can look at this online. There's some great videos online. It's really quite interesting. Um, You train them to the clicker, and that becomes something that you can kind of collect their attention. So if you see that kitty's kind of stalking you down the hallway, you get the clicker, you got the clicker, and a lot of them will just kind of click right out of it. And they're like, oh, I get a treat. And then they'll they'll kind of cease that behavior. The other tricks you can do are actually to have a cat toy or have a food item on your person. And if you're in those situations, use that as a distraction or a diversion. Um, I do not recommend using water squirt guns to squirt your cats in the face if they're aggressive and doing these type of things. That, too, will escalate the situation. So um, you want to kind of get away from that. And, uh, you know, there are some cats. I will admit that we have a lot of problems with this, and I do use my pheromones, the scent hormones, to kind of help make a happy cat household. And I may accompany that with behavior medications for the really tough, difficult cat. But in most cases, this is all about human training and anticipating when we have a problem situation in the works. That's very similar to the dog stuff, too, Dr. Debbie, just uh, uh, redirecting them. Yeah, and just the difference is, you know, you just can't yell at them and say stop and discipline them. It just doesn't work. 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. There's Dr. Debbie. My uncle had this cat, and, you know, I'd go over to his house. I was, like, 19, and he was, like, totally mellow. And then they said babysit our cat, and they left, and it was like a war. I mean, I'm just hanging out, walking down the hall. All of a sudden, he jumps on me from a piece of furniture. He's got his claws wrapped around my neck, and he's biting my head. He's biting my head. (laughs) I would love to see that. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was a war. I mean, it was on, you know, and I didn't do anything right. You know, according to you, I basically turned into a cat and I started like sneaking up on him and he didn't want to. After that, he didn't want to go near me anymore. And it was like perfect. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaandChewy's.com. Football is back. For tailgating or watching at home, Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville brands have a game-time winning lineup. Reynolds Wrap Foil, Reynolds Slow Cooker Liners, Hefty Waste Bags, Food Bags, Plates and Cups, and the full juicy flavor of Johnsonville Brats. Fire up your grill and get those Johnsonville Brats cooking. Lay Reynolds Wrap Foil on the grill to help prevent the brats from burning and to make cleanup a snap. And for really easy cleanup, don't forget hefty waste bags, disposable plates and cups. Reynolds, Hefty and Johnsonville brands, the winning lineup this football season. Don't you just hate paint?
caffeine for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBackup.com. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. This fourth of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. They've just added the brand new intro pack, eight and a half ounces of pure pleasure. Stella Super Beef, Chewy's Chicken, Duck Duck Goose, and Simply Venison. Check it out wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold or visit their website at StellaandChewy's.com. Hey, John, how are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on your program. I'm glad you're listening. What's going on? I understand you want to talk to our dog trainer, Alan Cable. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, I, give me, I'm going to pull over here. Uh, yeah, uh, I just, uh, they were talking earlier when I had the program on about uh, homosexual dogs and that sort of thing. Yeah, is there gay dogs? Yeah. And I just thought um, I'd call and, uh, you know, I have a friend. It's not my dog, but it's a friend's dog. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> <laughs> how the story starts. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, uh, this dog, uh, I, you know, I go visit this my friend maybe a couple times a year, and every time I go over there, he has this dog that's a mix. And... Uh, it's real creepy what he does. He, uh, he'll say you're sitting uh, outside on a patio in a conversation, and he'll kind of sneak up and he'll position himself so his he he'll kind of creep up while you're not really paying attention to him, and he'll get his his male dog part there, his junk, and he'll. His cash and prizes in bits and pieces. Possible, and uh, he he won't uh, like try to hump your leg. But uh, are you still there? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, yeah, we're here, buddy. Yeah, and it's just kind of you don't really notice it, but then you look down, and this this dog is positioning himself just as close as possible to you as he can, and he'll have his leg kind of kind of. Open, it's it's real obvious what he's doing. I mean, it's what is what is he doing? What do you, what do you think he's doing? Well, it, he's getting some sort of um. I he's I, all I can say is he's doing this on purpose, and he's getting some sort of pleasure out of positioning himself very close to to me or someone else or. <laughs> And so that's, you know, of course I chew him away and tell my friend to get his dog away from me. Right, right. And, and I'll watch this dog kind of creep around and he'll go find another person and right. he'll, and, and he's now what doing makes it you purpose. think, I what mean, makes you this, think, this is my question. He's doing something kind of, kind of Well, bad. they don't know, what, what makes you think he's getting pleasure out of it though? What tells you that? Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't know if it's pleasure, but it's, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it, it's sort of, he's not. Okay, John. Hey, John, you know what? Dogs do a lot of things that are creepy to people. I mean, they're, they're, they're humping and all that nonsense. That's really creepy to people. People don't like when they see that they think it's weird and disgusting because, you know, we're human and humans don't do that. You know, or, or although some of us would like to, humans don't do that. So it's kind of weird. But in in this case, you know, that's a behavior. And and uh, you, the first thing you do always, and Doctor Debbie will probably concur, is you always take the dog to the vet to check him out, make sure there's nothing physically going on. But more than likely, dogs do stuff like that for dominance, and also because they're stressed. So they they really want to just dominate you. They just want to be in charge, and it's a weird way that they do that. They they come over and they they get on top of you, or they try to climb on top of your leg or another dog. You'll see it all the time, and it's just as a way of 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 being in charge of of uh, showing the person social status, uh, who's in control, trying to be in control of others. So that's all it is, and you pretty much just gotta just correct it and stop it from happening when it does. And another reason they do it is because they're stressed out. You know, they're that's how they respond sometimes when they're excited or they're uh, nervous or they're afraid. And it appears they're aroused, but um, pretty much it's, it's not like that. It's it's not that they're aroused. They're just they're just freaked out. Oh, okay. Because uh, myself and others have commented about this dog and said, "Yeah, that's that's a creepy dog." Just because when he does this, he's not there trying to get a, a, a pat on the head or anything like that. It's it's. I've noticed it where he's climbed under the chair I was sitting on and position himself like this and I didn't even know about it until I happened to glance over and and sure enough there he is doing this uh so is he uh, humping? That's what I gotta hear. Nobody said this yeah, word. Is he yeah. humping? No, nobody said that. Nobody said Doctor Debbie. We needed you. Come on, I gotta I got hear the details. Is he actually getting an erection? Because dogs get like little swollen parts on either side of their penis. We need to know. Is he doing that too, or is he just kind of sitting with his parts on you? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't notice the do- the dog erection, but okay, he's just trying to get his parts as close as possible to to you. Or myself, or whomever the person is, and uh, and 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 he's doing it in sort of a secretive kind of. He's sneaking around to do this. I mean, he does it while you're not expecting it, and then the next thing you know, you look down and and here he's, this dog's positioned himself. Maybe he's a dirty old man came back as a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I've laughed with about it with some friends. <laughs> yeah, that dog's. You know, my my guess know. is that he's just a poorly socialized dog. You know, and and you know he doesn't know how to act, and nobody's teaching him how to act. And I know it looks creepy to you, but you know it's pretty normal in the dog world to do stuff like that. You just have to pretty much, you know, they do it all the time to other dogs. When they start doing it to people, it's you know, I, it's it's kind of like they're they're trying to be dominant. I, I think that's probably what's going on. But you should still take them to the vet and check him out. Okay, I'll let uh, the owner know that. Um, because that's not my dog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, John, yeah. John, we appreciate your but, call today. It's not John's dog, but John wants him. I, I hope you had. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was my only comment. and uh, I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for calling. Thanks for This stuff. It is good stuff. Whatever you want to call John, it. I would, I would, I would sneak up on the house and peer through the window when no one's around, see what the owner's doing. <laughs> yeah, really, huh? <laughs> Thanks for your call, John. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. 
like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. Really. FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx, it is available at Pet Supplies Plus. And the dog father, he is available right here on Animal Radio. Please bow. Kisses ring. Um, yeah, you know, stand up, stand up, everyone. Hey, listen. Thanks um, for bringing I've back been, the old music. You know what? I like the old music better, too. But the violin plays, I'm you know, going to start charging them off the howl. That's yeah, the they're thing. union, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Hey, um, people have been asking me about, um, you know, pet grooming and if they're on a budget, you know, really what they can do and how often do I really have to go to your pet groomer? Now, to be quite honest, um, it's not necessary at all, is it? Well, it's necessary, but you can do a lot of due diligence at home, you know, and my fellow groomers will kill me here. But honestly, listen, we, we, we want the pet taken care of. Um, okay. And if you're going to avoid us, um, you need to do stuff at home. So what you want to do is if you have a long-haired dog, of course, brushing and combing is essential. That's one thing you want to do, and you want to do that on a on a at least – two, three times a week if you can, if depending on the length of hair. And you want to use a brush and a comb. Um, as far as nails go, that you should go to your professional groomer every four to six weeks and have them checked. I mean, if you have an active dog, a lot of times they'll just grind them down themselves, and it's really not that big of a problem. If your dog isn't active, go to your groomer. And it shouldn't cost you, I mean, at the most, I'm saying um, anywhere between 10 and $15 um, at, at the very most. For a um a short haired dog or a dog that basically sheds that doesn't really knot up. My thing is this with them and long haired dogs, as long as you're doing some work at home, if you make sure you go at the change of the seasons, okay, so we're coming up now. Summer's going into fall. So you want to get your dog ready, you want to get that coat prepared for that. And then when fall goes into winter, winter to spring, spring to summer. And if you keep that rule of thumb, um your your dog will it'll actually maximize it because it's you know what, the coat it's it's nature. It's like the trees, it's like everything else. Okay, it once it feels the change in, in the atmosphere, and it's not so much the temperature. It's the atmosphere itself. Um, it's like a barometer, and the coat is going to change, and that's when you're usually going to see more shedding and more matting at that point in time, where you may need a little bit more help from a professional than you could do at home. So if you keep that rule of thumb, and at home you brush comb, brush comb, check nails, check ears, you know what? You can get away with it a little bit longer, so it's it's a little bit safer. So if you can't afford the every four to six week thing. If you make sure at least, the very least, you do that, you know what? It'll definitely help. Joey, could you teach me the the seasons again? No, fall goes to what? (laughs) Fall goes to winter. Winter goes to spring. Spring goes to summer. Okay, and tomorrow I want to learn the days of the week, and then next week we we can learn the months. Wrong show, Alan. I'm sorry, you know. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Football is back. For tailgating or watching at home, Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville brands have a game-time winning lineup. Reynolds Wrap Foil, Reynolds Slow Cooker Liners, Hefty Waste Bags, Food Bags, Plates, and Cups, and the full juicy flavor of Johnsonville Brats. Fire up your grill and get those Johnsonville Brats cooking. Lay Reynolds Wrap Foil on the grill to help prevent the brats from burning and to make cleanup a snap. And for really easy cleanup, don't forget Hefty Waste Bags, Disposable Plates, and Cups. Reynolds Hefty and Johnsonville Brands, the winning lineup this football season. Don't you just hate 
hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBackup.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 5th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks, on Route 66. Sponsored by Ford and Animal Radio, with accommodations provided by Kempton Hotels. And special thanks to Car App sponsor, Stella and Chewy's, and our safety sponsor, Tag, the GPS Pet Tracker. This life-saving tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, supporting adoption events. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to find out where the tour stops in a city near you and join the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Pet Adoption Tour, saving lives one shelter at a time. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Is that a fish in your pants or are you peeing? An embarrassing leak foiled one man's recent smuggling attempt in New Zealand. According to the Orange News, the Vietnamese national tried to go from Australia to Auckland with live tropical fish hidden in plastic bags and then stuffed in his pockets. But airport officials got a little suspicious when they noticed there was water seeping from his pants. And he didn't look to be older or anything that would cause that leak. So the suspect initially tried to convince Customs that he was just carrying extra water because he was thirsty in plastic bags. Well, they weren't convinced, however, and decided to search him, which led to the discovery of seven live fish. He's now facing charges under New Zealand's Biosecurity Act that carries a maximum penalty of five years behind bars or a fine of more than $77,000. Pretty expensive fish. A couple in Freeport, Pennsylvania, is giving aspiring chicken farmers a chance to take a test run with the animals, according to the Indiana Gazette. Phil Tompkins and his wife, Jen, have recently started a business called Rent the Chicken. It allows people to care for chickens for the summer. For about $350, a renter gets two hens, a wheeled coop, feed, and a water dish. They recently sold their first chicken starter kit in July. They plan on holding a larger-scale grand opening next spring. The couple decided to start the business after seeing friends struggle with raising chickens. Phil also says he noticed raising chickens is something a lot of people are into, but most just don't know where to start. The eggs are good, but, you know, who wants to raise them in your backyard? My dogs would eat them in 30 seconds for sure. Officials in Florida are turning to Labrador retrievers to help get rid of an invasive species of snails. In the past two years, the giant African land snail has taken over the Miami area. The snail, which can be the size of a rat, can carry a parasitic rat lungworm that can be harmful to humans. Well, this week, state agriculture officials began an aggressive extermination campaign that will include specially trained Labrador retrievers that can pick up the snail's scent. 
Richard Gascal of the Florida Agriculture Department says the dogs are very good at detecting the giant African land snail. The labs will join the campaign as soon as they finish a three-month training session. Here, Jack, go fetch the snail. Bring it back to me. We'll have it for supper. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. John Paul Pet, a complete system for cleansing, conditioning, and grooming. Try John Paul Pet's Avapuchi Shampoo and Avapuchi Conditioning Rinse with Hawaiian White Ginger and Shine Memory. Your pet's coat will glisten for days after shampooing, simply by brushing. Or use John Paul Pet's Oatmeal Shampoo to moisturize and soothe, along with the full body and paw wipes for cleaning on the go. Available in special box sets at Petco. John Paul Pet, pet care with a salon pedigree. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. We've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Hey, this is Guy Fieri. Now, when your recipe calls for red peppers, chili powder, garlic, and onions, you got the start of some awesome chili and maybe some heartburn. If that's the case, roll out the Rolaids liquid. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. New Rolaids liquid gets you back in the action fast. Even when your worst heartburn symptoms flare up, Rolaids liquid dual active formula coats and soothes for rapid relief. New Rolaids liquid in your choice of mint or cherry. Use as directed. R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Now that's how you spell relief. It's Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Today is the first day of fall. Actually, I think the equinox is later this afternoon. I thought it was on Sunday. Is it on Sunday? Maybe it happens early Sunday morning. Maybe. Maybe at midnight. I don't know. Sometime this weekend, fall is going to happen, and you won't notice. It'll just be like yesterday. Well, I'll notice. (laughs) (laughs) You're like that. You would notice something like that. By the way, I you know, we were sharing just a few minutes ago, you, you almost choked on peanut butter this week. And we're glad yes, to have so. you here answering questions, but that was a, probably a very traumatic experience for you. Uh, you know what, Hal? Your empathy is touching. I didn't think you really cared. But, yeah, for 15 minutes, it was a life-and-death struggle. I mean, I I was in it, man. I was in it to win it, and I, I pulled through. So thank you. Now, was it just too much peanut butter? Did you just take a yes. big spoon of peanut butter, and it just got lodged in your throat? I kept sticking it in there. You know, like a little bit is good, more is better, and I put two much in my face and uh, you know what that organics you? yeah i'm a nut sometimes six year old well sometimes aren't us aren't all us men six-year-olds dr debbie oh, when it comes go. down to yeah. it yeah so i put a big 
big amount in there and you know the organic stuff is drier than the uh the, the other stuff and i you know i didn't have any saliva production happening and it just got stuck in my throat and i like couldn't breathe and I was turning red. Of course, Dr. Debbie thinks this is funny. I know. I just, I think it's just kind of interesting that you were just obsessively eating peanut butter like it was. A Kong. He was eating it out of a Kong, too. You know, you know, Dr. Debbie. Tongue lacerations, too. You look perfect, and you know, I'm sure you are, but I'm also sure that you have a couple little things going on that nobody knows about where you're not exactly perfect yourself. Oh, no. I would never say I'm perfect. I'm far from it, but. I don't know that I want to air that on air with you, Alan, because then you're going to have all this kind of ammunition. See, now that's sad that you look at me in that light. I mean, that you would think I would take your personal information and use it against you instead of feeling empathy and sweetness for you. That's sad. That makes me cry. I'm sorry. I have to go. I have to cry. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I had my maggot lunch that you were talking about. What do you think? I'm feeling needy. I'm going to pull myself out of this stupid That's the play next to Alan. Let's get on with the show. i got to pull myself. Well, you know, secretly, if Dr. Debbie's not happy with me, I have a terrible week. Yeah. Well, I just want to know how you got the peanut butter out of your throat. How did that end? I mean, obviously, well, finally, you know, you know, I swallowed a thousand times. Finally, I cleared it out. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I just kept working it and thinking, you know, because I don't want to call nine one one for having too much peanut butter on my face. That's I mean, one that's of those things. T- yeah, you're right. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> did one of the presidents? Oh, did, wasn't it oh. Bush that choked on a peanut or somebody? Yeah, that was a peanut. Yeah, George yeah, but w. that's different. You you expect it out of him. Yeah, you, you really do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Alan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, as fall, uh, as as I mentioned, uh, this weekend a lot of people are taking their dogs out to the pools because, you know, the last day at the pool yeah. where there's not going to be any more kids peeing in it or anything like that, you bring the dogs out, let them get their hair, the dog hair in the pool, and then they clean the filter, and then they close the pool for the season. They do that in a lot of cities. I know that they're doing that in this city. It's what fall is all about. The dog splash days ending summer. And speaking of fall... Watch this kind of smooth segue here. Oh, okay. It is time for your fall tune-up for your pet. Yeah, they need to get tuned up, too, not just your car. You need to tune up your pets. Really? We, we bring in Dr. Joel Ahrensweg back to the Animal Radio Airwaves from ProLabs. Hi, Doc. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. But not to not to beat up on Alan, but he talked about making a 911 call. <laughs> if he tried that, what would that call sound like? <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, I practiced in New York City, and and we had on the west side there, and I've heard of a lot of fetishes, but I don't think anything is probably as disturbing as a peanut butter fetish. You know, it makes my skin crawl, kind of, you know, and speaking of skin crawling... I think it's time to check your dog, uh, check your cat, you know, and make sure that they're ready for the uh, the harder uh, times ahead. Uh, dog days of summer are over, and uh, things get a bit more difficult, I think, for animals this, this time of year. You want to make sure there are no internal, external parasites. And um, if you very often you don't know whether they're there or not, but if your dog or cat had uh, fleas, uh, or you thought they had fleas over the summer, mm-hmm. then they're going to have tapeworms. And uh, uh, getting rid of those guys is pretty simple. Over-the-counter, uh, ProLabs has um, very simple tapeworm tabs, same stuff that vets use in treating tapeworms. Well, and, let me make uh, sure I understand this, because I'm the dumb guy on the show. Tapeworms and fleas. I don't know. Are, do fleas transfer tapeworms? Yeah, I mean, okay. uh, tapeworms have to go through an intermediate host. With uh, dogs and cats, the most common host is the fleas. So if you're... Cat, 
hunts or uh-huh. spends time outside. And mm-hmm. even if uh, you're not uh, lucky enough to be the recipient of a dead bird or a lizard or something or mouse, then uh, you can be pretty sure your animal has tapeworms. In, in most veterinary um, veterinarians across the country, the recommendations are to deworm your pet at least once a year, sometimes twice a year in more endemic areas for worms. So this should be something that's done on a regular basis. Yeah, on a routine basis, because you never know until it's too late, and you don't want to go into have to go into your vet with a dog or a cat that you know has uh, a problem with with parasites because again these things are fairly easy uh, and simple to take care of before it hits the fan if you will now alan's dog he takes him out to the uh, lake and he's jumping in the lake and he's, he spends a lot of time outside and i noticed that this last couple of weeks had kind of an ear infection what did it turn out to? was it ear mites do you know what uh, no he had a he had a bad ear infection we took care of it though you know, we took him to the vet, got him the antibiotics. Let me tell you what, getting that spray wash in his ear by myself without the kids to distract him that was, was no easy thing. <laughs> with peanut butter in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but right. He didn't understand you with peanut yeah. talking no. through the peanut butter. But, no. uh, you know, you mentioned ear mites. That's a creature that we typically don't think much about. Uh, small parasite, very common in a lot of cats. Uh, you'll see it, uh, they'll pick it up from... Uh, stray creatures in in their environment and rather than you look in the ears a cat will be scratching a dog will be scratching at the ears and rather than seeing a wet moist waxy substance around uh, the ear the material will be almost like a cigarette ash you can be pretty sure that mm. if, if that's what's going on then uh, the animal has ear mites and again another uh, very simple um available from your your dealer product uh, that prolapse has uh, ear mite killer with with aloe it's a very easy to use couple of drops uh, in the ears and um, you can take care of those um, nasty little creatures and i don't know debbie if, if you've ever shown your clients what an ear mite looks like under the uh, the otoscope but they are pretty cool little bugs <laughs> <laughs> sorry she thinks all these things are so cool. And the other thing about, uh, the nice thing about the ear mite uh, uh, killer, aside from taking care of, of ear mites, it also has a laundry list of what it repels, and that includes fleas, gnats, mosquitoes, uh, flies, ticks, and you'll always find ticks around uh, in and around the ears, mange mites. And, and one of the questions I was always asked, get people calling up on an emergency basis, is saying, my dog cat has a tick. How do I get rid of it? They're afraid of pulling it off and leaving uh, the head on. Very simple solution. Put a drop of the uh, ear mite killer on the tick. Uh, wait a, a couple of minutes, and um, typically the tick will, will drop off. If it doesn't, even if it's still moving after a few minutes, it's dead and just doesn't uh, doesn't know it yet. What does Prolabs have to repel me from peanut butter? What can I what can I take? <laughs> you know, there are certain things that are way beyond the scope, scope. and yeah. of modern medicine, Helen. Before you go, Doctor, you and Debbie going at it toe to toe, two professionals, two vets. You have to come up with a pest that Doctor Debbie doesn't think is cool under a microscope. Go. <laughs> oh, uh, Alan. Yeah, that's that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Is you know, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. there you go. He is so guy. good. Yeah, isn't he good? The best. You won't find him under most microscopes. No, and if you do, you can kill him with peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Joel Aaron's I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks so much for joining Take us. Take care, guys. This is Animal Radio, baby. Let's go ahead and take one for animal communicator Joey Turner. We have Cassie on the phone. Hi, Cassie. Hi. Where are you calling from today? 
Oklahoma. Oh, is it okay over there in Oklahoma? Yes, it's okay here. Yes, very good. Okay. <laughs> I'll get out of the way. I'll let you talk to animal communicator Joy Turner. Thank you. Hi, Cassie. How can I help you today? Well, I have two questions about two different animals. Is that okay? Well, we can try one at okay. a time and see how much time we're taking here. So let's okay. see what we're doing. Uh, the first one is I had an Aussie several years ago, and his name was Savage. And he accidentally got out of the yard, and he's the closest thing to the pet human that I could ever imagine. And I wanted to know if I will ever see him again, his personality and another dog. Okay, well, he was asking to be sure that you understood he had passed away. So he's not in that savage body anymore. And he's very willing. He wants to take a little bit of a rest first. He's very willing and very interested in coming back to you as another dog. He wants to know if you want another Aussie or if you want a different kind of dog next time. I want another Aussie. He says, okay, is it okay if he waits a while? Yes, that's fine. Okay, great. Then you need to trust that when he's ready, you'll think about it and you'll start looking for dogs. Mm-hmm. And he'll okay. be able to draw you right to him. Great. Okay, I have another question. I have another Aussie right now that I've had for like uh, since Savage. And um, I want to know, uh, his name is Parker, and I want to know what you see as his health. Parker wants to know why you're asking about his health. Because he seems kind of sluggish, and I'm kind of worried about if he feels exactly right, although he's been checked out at the vet, but I'm just wondering if I'm missing something. And I'm he's, not sure that he is. I'm just I'm not sure if he's lazy or if he's not feeling well. He says, well, he doesn't think he's necessarily lazy. He may be lazier than some other dogs like him, he says, but he's not sure exactly what to say about feeling well, but he doesn't necessarily think there's anything wrong with him. Okay. So I would just pay a little attention to him when, if you see something that gets worse, do take him to your vet or you can talk to our Dr. Debbie uh-huh. and see what she has to say. But he thinks he's okay. He just thinks he's a different dog than Savage was. Oh, yeah. He's definitely different. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean to him that there's anything wrong with him. Well, he was a rescue dog and we rescued him when he was like about a year old. And is there anything he can tell me about his past that makes him a little bit shy? He said, well, they didn't appreciate him very much for the way he was. Mm -hmm. And he learned that it was better for him to be a little more drawing away than to be so kind of in your face, Mm -hmm. which is apparently the way he had been before. And Mm -hmm. he hopes that, again, that's okay with you. So what I would do is I would just love him the way you would always love him and let him come to himself in his own time he will okay well that makes me feel better perfect okay well i appreciate you taking my call i listen to you guys all the time i love your show well thank thank you you. very much i love that southern accent they're calling from oklahoma that is cassie Uh, she dialed up 1-866-405-8405 that is toll free to our dream team are you new to Animal Radio? Well, let me tell you about the Dream Team. To my left, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. To my right, dog father, Joey Volani, with your grooming questions. Straight and center, dog trainer, Alan Cable. And on Skype, Joey Turner, animal communicator. She's bridging that gap between you and your animal. Could be a childhood animal. They don't have to be alive. Be a skeptic or not, it freaks the living poop out of me. I'll tell you that right now. Bejeezers. Bejeezers out of you. Be- yeah. That's what I can say there. This is Animal Radio. Hey, Linda, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Good. Where, where are you today? I'm in Long Beach. 
listening on what station do you listen on? Um, I'm not really sure. My husband doesn't. I'm legally blind, oh. so he's the one that told me about it, and he would never move on it. So I listened. To, I recorded your your one of your shows uh, like two weeks ago. And I had a real hard time trying to understand the uh, phone number. You say it too fast. I say it yeah, too fast. It so fast. Yeah, but I wrote it down and I deciphered it. It took me three days to get that number right, no, but I got I, it right. I, I have oh, driven yeah. a listener to actually record me saying the phone number because I said it so fast. Exactly. And okay. I played it back like 20 times. Well, let me just say it one more time, nice and slow for everybody. It's one eight six six. Four oh five eight four oh five. There you go. That's it. it, it, it also, I wrote it down after that, and I circled it and started. Oh, good. <laughs> it, it spells Kaflugana, by the way. If that makes it easier. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't understand you. It spells Kaflugana. Okay, Ow. I'll stay with the numbers. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> go. What's up, Linda? So, but, I have a rescue baby. His name is Clever. He's a mixed collie and copper spaniel, and um, like. I guess like six months after I brought him home, he started to bite his paws. And then okay. it got to the point he started chewing his back end uh, on his thighs. And I've been taking him, he's four now, I've been taking him to the vet every year, at least, at least six times out of the year to get allergy shots. And I feel so bad for him. I hurt for him because I have oh. eczema. And I know how I feel, and I can't do anything for him. And uh, when my husband heard your show, he told me about it. I said, well, we're going to do something. And I promised Clever I was going to help him. All right. Well, very good. I like that empowerment that you got there. Now, let me ask you, uh, Linda, when he gets his steroid, I'm assuming it's a steroid shot he's getting, yes. the allergy shot, how does he respond afterwards? Does it help him? Uh, it used to. I just had him get a. He just had a shot um, Saturday, Friday, and it didn't. Obviously, it didn't work. And I'm not really rich here. Okay. <laughs> I I saved my money up just for him. Okay. I've, I've spent over ten thousand dollars just in four years on my baby. Oh, my goodness, yeah. So a lot kind of depends how we approach this on what is going on in his skin surface. If he's got hair loss, if he's got sores, if there's an odor, if there's other stuff going on. Yeah, or sometimes just, when he bites himself on the back end, he has this awful odor, um, mm-hmm. and he, he scratches and he gets little clumps of hair out, even though he's shedding. Uh, okay. So they're clumps, and he has had sores. He's even scratched okay. the top of his head where he had uh, had a sore, and they had to shave his hair all off. He's gorgeous, though. He's the most unusual Aww. color. He has corn silk spots all over his body, and he's white. All right. Well, I, mean, I just feel so bad for him. I feel bad for any animal that has to go through this. I, you know, he's right here beside me now, and I have to threaten him with the comb. Uh-oh. Okay. We're going to give you some ideas of things that we can try. Now, many of these things, you're going to have to go through your veterinarian to get the appropriate help. Okay. Um, but, there, but there are some very common um, areas that we kind of miss sometimes when we assume a pet always has allergies and we try the, the steroid route or we try kind of, you know, just minimizing the itch, doing what we can to stop the itch. There can actually be a lot of other things going on. And uh, one of the big ones that I will do is I address fleas. Um, and even if you're on a great flea products, sometimes um, just a single bite of a pet who is allergic to the saliva fleas can really send them over the edge. So sometimes we have to add in some of the oral products to do a quick kill on the on the fleas and use that in conjunction with your regular topical flea product. So okay, that would be one. I, I, I use Comfort. Is it Comfort? The tablet? Okay. 
I give that to him once a month. Okay, so that is one of those oral ones. So that's a great thing. Now, with that, you should also be following that up with some other form of a flea control because that is only going to be killing those adult fleas, maybe lasting for the, the good month, but we want to use something else in conjunction with that. So okay. amp up amp up your flea control there. Now, the other thing that I'll often do, and, you know, I like to do tests. I'm a veterinarian. We like to have proof for some of these things, but sometimes we don't always have maybe the finances to permit that. One simple thing you can ask your veterinarian to treat for are mange mites. They're microscopic mites that are very, very itchy, and they can actually occur in a pet that's been on chronic steroids. Um, It can happen on its own own right as well. So with that, there's a, a different type of approach for mange mites. But see your veterinarian about that and ask them for treatment for that. Now, the next thing that really can complicate an itchy dog, whether it's allergies or we have something like fleas or we just have chronic skin disease, is going to be an infection. So we can get yeast and bacterial infections that kind of come around on the ride, if you will, with um, diseased skin. So a lot of times with all that scratching and all that itching, it creates an abnormal skin surface. So we really, the the dog can't defend itself against normal things. So bacteria and yeast, which are kind of normally on dog skin, they get an opportunity to take advantage and they find that happy home in that, that abraded, irritated skin. So a lot of times when I'm treating a pet with allergies, I need to also treat those infections and, and, you know, Again, a lot of times I like to check the skin to make sure we we do or don't have those. But in some cases, if we're trying to streamline, I'll put a pet on a course of an anti-yeast medicine and an antibiotic at the same time just to kind of cover our bases, treat for what could be there, and see if that might help. Because I'll tell you, yeast infections in dog skin are very common, very common with pets with allergies, and they are intensely itchy and they're also stinky. So um, we want to make sure we do treat that possibility as well. Um, and then from there, if you're not doing some kind of home therapy with medicated shampoos, um, you when we're I, not... I've bought all their medicated shampoos. I've even uh-huh. bought Skin So Soft just to make sure that the fleas don't bite Okay. Yeah, yeah. And topical therapy can help. It By itself, it's not going to do the soul trick, but um, it can be um, a nice relief, a little welcome in that itch cycle. It lasts maybe for a day or a couple days at the most. So um, a nice oatmeal bath would be something that I would certainly say his skin would welcome okay. uh, to do that twice a week. And, okay. and and really, I think, you know, a lot of that's kind of going to your veterinarian and saying, hey, you know, I'd love to do everything you'd love me to do, but can we try some of these things and maybe alleviate some of the other other symptoms that might be going on okay. and uh, you know, see if that, that might kind of uh, nip some of that scratch in the butt there for you. That sounds really good. I wish you lived near me. Oh. <laughs> I would bring my I baby w- straight to you. <laughs> I thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys. I just, my, my uh, brother just bought me a tablet. Like I said, I'm legally blind. So it has a Zoom, so I'm learning. So do you guys have a website or um, email or Gmail? If you have, uh, if you're able to get an Android or iPhone app on your new tablet, you can download the Animal Radio app and you can actually ask your questions right from that app. Listen Wonderful. To- I'm learning. You go, girl. You go. <laughs> I'm doing it all, all at one time. <laughs> Linda, thank you so much. I'll start talking slower or giving the, the numbers out yes, slower. Please do. Thank you. Take care. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Let's take another one for Dr. Debbie, and we have Maureen on the phone. Hi, Maureen. Hi, there. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Reading, Pennsylvania. Love Reading, W-E-U, our affiliate there. That's, yes, that's correct. 
I have Dr. Debbie right here. Come on over, Dr. Debbie. All right, I'm pushing him aside Hi. here. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Debbie. I'm calling because I have a new rescue pup, and I even have what they call the break, break fast bowl, and okay, yeah. she just takes down, chows down this food, and it's small kibbles like you would not believe. And I'm wondering what I can do to, to stop that. Because I'm afraid it's not good for her, and I'm afraid she's going to get. Um, I think. I think. I'm trying to think of the terminology when a dog ingests food and they don't chew it well. Uh-huh. She is. Well, I mean, she is. A, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say they can. We do worry about bloat if a pet eats really bloat. fast and gorgeous. That's the right himself. word. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, is she currently having any health problems with it, or you're just being cautious and, and being proactive? Well, I'm I'm being proactive about it, and I, and I'm tr- and I, to be honest with you, I'm lifting her face even away from this bowl because I'm afraid that she's going to throw up because she just ingests this. She she ingests this like like she's never eaten before. Okay, and she's how old? One to one and a half. And do you have other dogs, or is she the only one? I do have another dog, yes, and that other dog is eight. Yes. Okay, and are they fed together and out of the same bowl, different bowls? Oh, they're fed out of different bowls. Absolutely, yes. Okay, good. All right. Well, the first thing that I'll say is that there is definitely, it's well recognized that sometimes pets that are adopted or that come from, oh, tough beginnings can sometimes have issues with food when it comes to eating and eating it all up very fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of it we don't know what experiences, you know, the pet had on the road uh, beforehand. Exactly. But it can can leave some impact mentally. So some some tips definitely that um, that bowl that you're referring to is kind of a cool bowl that... um, some people make their own at home, but it's actually a pre-made bowl that has little like uh, pegs that kind of sit up, yes. stick up from the bottom yes. of the bowl. So the idea is it slows down how fast the pet can ingest the food from the bowl. Uh, some people will just overturn cups and put them inside the bowl, and you can do the same thing at home. But if we're still doing uh, that behavior, um, the other strategies that we can try now <laughs> doesn't work for every dog. Some dogs, I will try to switch them over to free feeding or open feeding. Because part of the concern is that, oh, my God, this food's going to be gone and I'm not going to have any. Okay. Um, it only works for certain dogs, and I usually prefer it to be in a single dog home. Um, okay. Because then we have less worry about resource competition. Um, trying okay. to eat your food really fast so the other dog can't get to it. Well, the other and, dog doesn't go anywhere near her bowl. She goes near the other dog's bowl. Sure, sure. And what we have to recognize is that she, for whatever reason, has concerns about that food not being there um, when she gets back or that it's going to be taken away from her. So um, we need to do whatever we can to reassure her of that. So um, a lot of times I'll try to practice uh, quiet behaviors before feeding just to kind of help resume some control and to decrease the pet's anxiety. So something simple like saying, okay, the food's sitting in front of you. Let's practice a sit or a shake paw. And then you give a command to say, okay, it's all right to eat. Um, That helps to kind of connect the dog to say, all right, everything's okay. The food's there. And it kind of diverts the mind. So that's one just training thing. But otherwise, other strategies, we can go to giving food in other ways so that she has to kind of work for it. Um, there's a lot of different toys out there, uh, the Kong toys, the Busy Buddy toys, where you can put the actual pet's food inside toy items, and it gives them something to do, gives them a little more time um, 
to ingest the food, and it kind of makes it a little bit more interactive and fun. So that's okay. one way also to kind of make mealtime stretch out a little bit and to make it a little bit more fun. I've had some folks hiding food in the house. Um, yeah, you just got to watch for that really determined dog, like probably my Labrador, that would probably eat um, through furniture under carpet to get to the food. So. Okay. Um, but I think that, you know, that and just being patient uh, and uh, giving her a little extra time, uh, being watchful for your other dog, because even if the other dog isn't physically going into that bowl, sometimes uh, that psychological just fear yes. or stress that the other dog might. So you may consider feeding them separately just to kind of ease her mind. Okay. Thank you very so- much. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Let me just say you're one lucky dog to have tuned in just in time. We have Dr. Marty Becker on the show today. If you have a cat, you'll want to be listening for that. He's going to tell you how to bring that cat into the veterinarian without freaking him out. Which is, you know, that's kind of tough to do. Oh, yeah. Also, if you yawn, does your spouse yawn also? Does your, whoever you're with, do they yawn? How about your dog? Do is say the word. (laughs) (sighs) Try not to yawn right now. (sighs) We're all yawning in the studio. Not the dog, though, but I understand dogs do yawn to when their owners yawn. And uh, we'll see. We'll find out more about that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Hi, Stace. What's up? Well, coming up, I don't know how anybody could walk around with wet pants and not think that they're going to look suspicious or anybody isn't going to stare at them. You know, when somebody sees you with wet pants, they look. And an embarrassing leak foiled this guy's recent smuggling attempt in New Zealand. I'll tell you what he tried to smuggle coming up on Animal Radio News. (laughs) Oh, boy. I I heard if, you know, if some guy wets his pants and you stare at it, you wet yours. (laughs) Go ahead. You you enjoy it. You first. Yeah. Who's, who's going to wet their pants first, though? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Let's hit the phones. one 405 We have Dan on the phone. Hey, Dan, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Well, I'm somewhere in southern Illinois, headed to Minnesota. What's going on? How can we help you? Well, I, um, I'm calling about a uh, macaw that my wife got uh, about a week ago. And she uh, bought this macaw. It's about three months old. And... Uh, when we brought it home, we noticed, you know how they spread their wings and kind of stretch out? Mm-hmm. The left wing is fully formed in there, but the right wing ends at, like, the elbow. Oh. You can't, yeah, you can't really tell that the right wing isn't all there until it spreads its wings out. And then okay. it's like, well, yeah, that doesn't look right, you know? <laughs> so the birds tried to fly once or twice. And it'll take off from the cage, and it won't nosedive into the ground or anything, but it doesn't get any lost. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess what, what the question is, is this, this uh, somewhat normal at all for a bird to be born with a deformity like this, or is this maybe something that just hasn't fully grown yet? 
Okay. Well, uh, that's um, very interesting. You know, I'm always, Dr. Debbie always like kind of likes the weird and strange things. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I could see your bird's wing because it sounds very interesting and something that I do think a vet should take a look at, um, especially because we are a juvenile. Um, a young bird, you know, if this was something that was more of a growth deformity, we want to intervene when they're young. However, if this wing is short and you just, like, say there's half the wing that is on the other side, um, yeah, it could be a, a congenital de- deformity. And um, while that's not necessarily what we would call normal, it isn't uncommon. And we can definitely see birds born with various deformities, um, whether they affect the wing or the limb. Um, so it definitely can happen. But uh, I would definitely encourage you to just because some of these guys can get some different kinds of contracture. Um, so basically a tightening down of the soft tissues and those kind of things we may be able to help and do something for. But if there's only if there's only half a wing on that side, um, it's not going to grow in kind of what you got is what you got. Um, but I would hope we could preserve what God did give this bird and hopefully um, you know keep him comfortable and uh you know, not have that create more of a problem. And I would be very cautious with allowing the bird to jump and, and to do starts and flying because um, that's actually how we break uh, the good wing. A lot of times when, when birds jump, if we don't have the lift that he needs to get up, um, you know, we can definitely land on the ground, put the wings down, and fracture the opposite side. So be very cautious with that. That's something you, you have certainly have a special needs bird that is going to need a little extra attention and uh, not that the bird can't live a you know healthy normal life but uh, may not just be a flight bird that's all right he seems to be he seems to be fine he doesn't try to fly much but like if my wife puts him on you know they've got their little perches that they pull around behind him that he sits on which is kind of unique because they've only been together for a week and this bird's already attached to her but, oh, that happens quick, yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick. So she'll walk into the other room, and he doesn't want to let her out of, her, out of his sight. So he'll try to, um, you know, get into that next room, but he can't. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's no lock. He can't fly. So he does fall mm-hmm. and hit the floor every once in a while. But he gets back yeah. up and, you know, starts climbing around and doing whatever. Um, as far as the wings go, he does use his wings a lot when he's climbing around. He uses them like we would use our arms. But that's where we're noticing, you know, obviously that this wing is shorter, and we're just wondering, we don't really want him to fly anyways, because, you know, she takes him outside on, you know, hot days and so on and so forth, and we don't want him to have to fly. But, of course, if it's going to save us money and not have to clip his wings, that's always a good thing, too. We just wanted to make sure that there wasn't going to be any other repercussions down the line, you know, as he gets older from some sort of deformity that we don't know anything about i mean we tried to google it we couldn't even find anything on that so yeah and that's the challenge is Yeah, I think a vet's going to need to put their eyeballs on things. And in many cases, we'll even need to shoot a quick x-ray just to see what bones are there. Because uh, a lot of times, you know, we can take an x-ray and see that there's congenitally a lack of certain bones um, or that there was a previous fracture or something like that. So, yeah, I think it's well worth you getting into the vet at this point. Okay. Hope that helps out, Dan. Thanks for listening. How long does a macaw live? A lot longer than most people expect. Um, you know, a lot of these guys have to be willed into, um, you know, human wills. So, yeah. you know, if we're looking 67. 70 years, um, you're looking at a kid that you're going to have to really dedicate your life to. That's amazing, isn't it? 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by 
John Paul Pets Awapuchi Shampoo and Awapuchi Conditioning Rinse for a great shine, as well as John Paul Pets Oatmeal Shampoo and Full Body and Paw Wipes to moisturize and soothe. It's available in special box sets at Petco. John Paul Pet tested on humans first. Let's see. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to check our news. What do you got coming up, Stace? Wouldn't it be cool to go in your backyard and you can just pick out fresh eggs because you've got your chicken back there? Sure. Just like in the olden days, you know, <laughs> you can have uh, farm fresh chickens and keep them in your backyards. Well, many neighborhoods are letting people do that. And a lot of people that live in a suburban neighborhood just have no idea how to start their own chicken operation. <laughs> but there's a couple in Pennsylvania that have a whole program for you. It's called Rent the Chicken. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Rent a chicken. I know. Judy, get him on the show. I will. (laughs) One step ahead of you. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, Six months after adopting their dog, a Michigan couple noticed that their chocolate lab, Remington, didn't seem to be as playful. Kelly and Scott Cornelise said their usually active dog didn't seem to want to play or even move. Scott noticed what he thought might be a lump, possibly a broken rib, and brought Remington to the vet. Imagine their surprise when an x-ray showed an eight-and-a-half-inch aluminum arrow shaft lodged in Remington's chest. The arrow, which might have been there for some time, had entered just under his armpit, just missing his heart. Scott and Kelly couldn't afford the operation, but their vet, Dr. Stephen Hardin, donated his services for the unusual case and removed the arrow. Remington is now on his way to recovery, thanks to their vet with a big heart. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. John Paul Pet, a complete system for cleansing, conditioning, and grooming. Try John Paul Pet's Avapuchi Shampoo and Avapuchi Conditioning Rinse with Hawaiian White Ginger and Shine Memory. Your pet's coat will glisten for days after shampooing, simply by brushing. Or use John Paul Pet's Oatmeal Shampoo to moisturize and soothe, along with the full body and paw wipes for cleaning on the go. Available in special box sets at Petco. John Paul Pet, pet care with a salon pedigree. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We're Bosch, and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. You could say we wrote the book on quiet, and the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Best Buy or visit bestbuy.com slash Bosch. 
quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands define as Trackline Top 10 Brands March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Hey, y'all. It's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Free, it's one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You should really see if that spells anything, since I say it so fast all the time. Yeah, I'll try to find something. That's your mission this entire next week, is oh, to. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, I'll do it too. You know, you have four cats. Is that correct? Four cats have me. No, four cats have you. Do you take yes. them to a cat-only veterinarian? No, I don't. Um, there isn't in my area. I live in a, not a really large area, and there's not a cat-specific place, but I take them where they have cats and dogs, so there's not any separation. Well, I did not realize this. There are now cat-friendly practices, and we bring in Dr. Marty Becker, animal radio veterinary correspondent. How are you doing, Doc? Doing great, my friend. Always great to hear you. You know what's funny about it? I'm a, when you, it made me laugh when you talk about being owned by cats. We have four cats and four dogs and i love the variation in the species you know and and the dogs are the same almost every day they do the same ritual and they wake up the same stretch the same play bow the same this or that the cats i never know what's going to happen any given day exactly where they're going to be if they're hungry or not if they want to play or not but you know you have to understand a thing about cats you know dogs are predators Uh, every dog is derived from the wolf and cats are both prey and predators kind of a weird ecological niche for them but whenever they go to the veterinary hospital they're not predators they're only prey oh and so there's three things a cat in the past there's only three things a cat would do one would be to take flight and that's try to run away you know when you try to stuff them in the carrier on the way in when you try to take them out of the carrier once you get there uh running around on top of the you know the counters and on top of the cabinets oh, in the yeah. exam room a second one is to freeze. And in the past, we thought, oh, God, I love working on this cat because it just sits there. <laughs> but, unfortunately, it sits there because it is so stressed. You know, it's oh. trying to basically hide. And the third thing is to fight. And in the past, we've had cage cards, caution, fractious cat, and that that was the one you saw coming in at 3 o'clock, and you just went, uh, let's let, uh, you know, remember Marlon Perkins and, and uh, what was the other guy's name? <laughs> Let's let Jim do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let Jim, you take this one. You know, this is the new veterinarian. You, you see this cat. You know, they're a good client. You know, but it, it was like a battle to be won. Fractious cat, and we've got to go battle. And you know, you get the welding gloves on and uh, darken the room and all sorts of things. But we now know so much more about these cats. That I'll give you an example. There's a fourth F. You know, we talk about fight, flight, or freeze. And the fourth F we want to see in a cat practice now is far out, man. Far this out, is dude. nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like college and the guy that comes in or the gal and they you know they're on something you just can't quite figure out what it is but they sure look happy and relaxed and so there's several things we do now one is we we have them use pheromones at home and so they're coming in on pheromones and we actually wear pheromones on our clothes and this is not any pheromone it's the feline cheek pheromone so the same thing when a cat looks at you and rubs against you and or the couch it's that same pheromone in a synthetic form oh dude where do we get the pheromones man (laughs) i wear them so my wife will let me in the house (laughs) there's several there's several kinds and you got to be careful the one that i like is from a company called siva and it's called feel away you can get it online from your vet from uh pet stores but it's called feel away like f-e-l-i-w-a-y okay and then, so we're wearing that on our clothing, on our smocks and on our scrubs. Uh, it's in the cage. There's also a carrier cover that was developed at the Ohio State University, and it's spelled like C-A-R-E and then, you know, the rest of it, E-R. I don't even care how you spell it. But it, what it does, it slips over the carrier, and so it kind of masks all the stimuli that the cat sees. We also give them a chill pill, and it's called Anxitane, and it's a green tea extract. The kitties love the taste of this pill. They'll, you know, in a recent study, there was there was 93% uh, palatability, so 93% of the cats would take the pill willingly. Wow. What it does, it I don't want to get too technical, but it, it's a green tea extract called L-theanine, but it works on the brain in something called gabapentin, and it just puts them in a very relaxed state. And, and then once they come to the hospital, rather than, you know, we used to just bring them in. They'd have to sit around the reception area where there was other cats uh, uh, that were, you know, putting out, you know, bad signals and dogs walking by and they see people's feet and there's mm-hmm. lots of noise in there. We put them right in the exam room, but we don't put them up on the table. We lay it down on the uh, ground with the door facing the wall and we let them sit in there about 10 minutes with the owner. And there's actually a special music being played that's uh, developed by a veterinary neurologist. And it's called Through a Cat's Ear. And this veterinary neurologist developed this classical music that calms them. And there's pheromones in there. So once once we come in there, then, we, uh, you know, are wearing these pheromones. The cat is, is coming in hungry, so it'll respond better to food rewards. But we do very few of the exams on the table. Most of them are done uh, in the owner's lap or or sitting in a chair side by side. We never start at the tip of the, the cat's nose now. We always start at the tip of the tail and work our way the other direction because when you're around the cat's face, that's uh, you know a way to increase a lot of anxiety. So what will happen between the pheromones, between this uh, reducing the anxiety triggers, being able to, if we see anxiety flare up, we just don't push through it like we used to. We find ways to douse it out. Uh, that you'll get these cats that were formerly the fractious cat that'll come in and rub up against you and mark you as being uh, somebody they love. It's it's pretty pretty incredible. These, wow. These uh, clinics that uh, practice this, because not all clinics practice this no. way. And usually, in most cases, it's usually dogs running around. It's all craziness. Right. Are these uh, accredited? Are they? Do they have? I mean, can you call up and say, are you a CFP clinic, which means cat friendly practice? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, there's there's about three thousand members in the American Association of Feline Practitioners. Uh, I'm a member myself, okay. and and so if you're a member of the American Association of Feline Practitioners, you can apply to become a cat friendly practice. And there's certain criteria there that you have to go through to show that you're uh, a cat friendly practice. But you can go to the website catvets.com, and it has all the information about it. 
But I, I tell you what's kind of neat, you know, I hope, uh, you know, we've been friends for decades and I hope we continue to be uh, friends for decades and interact. And you're going to see a, a totally different way of veterinary practice in the coming years. You're going to That's see awesome. hospitals designed uh, where cats can come in a separate door right into the exam rooms. You're going to actually see a target area outside where rather than going up and sniffing cortisol, you know where dogs always take a leak on the bush or the oh, yeah. post or the corner of the clinic, and they smell cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's just like you reading a sign that says, you know what, hell, hell's going to break loose in here in about two seconds, and i got to go in there. <laughs> Yep. But this thing might actually give them a cloud of pheromones and then sense that they're there and remotely give them a treat that comes out on the ground so that they think they went to the Indian casino and, you know, hit the jackpot, you know. You know, you know what I learned is don't bring the carrier out only when you're going to the vet. Bring that carrier out just on any regular day and let them play in it so that they don't right. immediately associate it with going yes. to the vet. Yes, that that's makes ex- sense. That's exactly right. What we call it fun furniture. If you leave the carrier out, uh, I actually like you to leave it out all the time and put new toys in there and new treats in there and then spritz pheromones in there every once in a while. There is a new carrier I helped design. I have no financial interest in this, but I, I've known this company for 20 years and, and, uh, you know, you know them too. It's Petmate. Oh, yeah. And I, I helped them design a new carrier. It's called the Navigator Kennel. And you can take this apart and put it together silently in less than a minute. And it has two-tone brown, so it's prettier, has a lot more ventilation. But the good thing about it, a lot of times we just leave the cats in the, in the carrier to examine them. And it has a way they can go in the top. The front door swings both ways. So there's several ways for the cat to go in and out. But if the cat prefers just to stay in there kind of hidden under a towel, within 20 seconds I can take the top off and just leave the cat in there. Oh, that's nice. Which is really nice. But it, for everybody listening out there, if you know, if you don't have a cat-friendly practicing or you probably do, but if you just want to try to help your cat come into a calm state, just use the pheromones. Ask your veterinarian about a prescription of Anxetane. It's it's really inexpensive. It's very safe. You give it 12, 6, and 2 hours before the visit. Those two things right there are probably going to take 75% of the stress out of your cat because it goes right back to stuff that works on these neural pathways. And, you know, I know some of us have depression and you take medication or you have anxiety and you take Xanax or Paxil or something. And who knows? You know, we don't exactly know how it works, most of us, but uh, we just know that it really works, and it really works for these cats. Hey, hey, Dr. Marty, is there a similar thing for dogs? Yeah, there's a there's a pheromone called Adaptal. It's, it's a pheromone when the mother secretes, uh, it's called dog appeasing pheromone. And when the mother, uh, whelps, so three days after she whelps, there's a line of sebaceous glands right down the midline, right between the teats. And it secretes this pheromone, and that's why those puppies are always so calm. You know, you'll see them wrestling around and, and, and whining, and all of a sudden they all hook on up there, and they're getting a whiff of this pheromone, and that's why they're all side by side, just milking away real calm. But it works throughout a dog's natural life. So, you know, you can take your 10-year-old dog in there, and it gets a whiff of Adaptal, and it's just looking around like, Mama, Mama. Great. We'll put all this information over at the website. America's veterinarian and featured veterinary correspondent for Animal Radio. It is Dr. Marty Becker. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, I want to mention VetStreet.com is the website. That's right. That's right, my friend. Thanks. We'll see you again. You know, that was so funny, though, when he brought up Marlon Perkins. Do you guys remember that show? Every episode was the same. I will stay here in the confines of the armor play to truck while Jim goes out and attempts to milk the rhino.
If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, September 20th through the 23rd. With 40% off our great paints and stains and 30% off painting supplies, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at SherwinWilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only, some exclusions apply. See store for details. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We're Bosch, and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. You could say we wrote the book on quiet, and the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Sears or visit Sears.com slash Bosch. Quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands defined as Trackline Top 10 Brands, March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. Suffering from allergy congestion? Allegra D decongests. Allegra D depressurizes so you can breathe. Allegra D, a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine, plus a powerful decongestant that gives you 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. It even reduces swelling that can cause congestion and pressure. Allegra D, defense against allergy congestion. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Starts working in one hour, applies to first dose only. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, it's gator season. It's gator hunting season, and a big one was caught in Mississippi. When I really got excited is when we finally got it home because we didn't have a tape measure in the boat. So when we got home, he was bigger than, than any of us had guessed. Dustin Bachman talked to ABC's Good Morning America after the opening weekend of Mississippi's alligator hunting season. His gator measured over 13 feet long. It weighed 727 pounds. Another record was also set with Brandon's uh, catching a 10-foot-long, 295-pound female alligator. That was the longest and heaviest ever captured. A British woman recently located her missing diamond earring, but she's going to have to wait almost a decade before she's able to wear it again. Claire Lennon told The Telegraph that her pet chicken, Sarah, <laughs> snatched the $450 piece of jewelry while she was perched on her shoulder. Everybody carries around a pet chicken, don't they? Veterinarians determined the earring was trapped in the chicken's stomach, and while they said they could remove it with risky surgery, Lennon quickly ruled that out because she says her six-year-old daughter would be devastated if Sarah died. So instead, they intend to wait until Sarah grows old and passes away from natural causes, which Lennon estimates could happen in about eight years. I don't know how long chickens live. I don't know what the average age of a chicken is. Eight to ten, maybe? I'm not sure. Anyway, that's nice that they're going to wait. I guess it doesn't come out in the poop like dogs or something. You know, you go through the dogs if they eat something. Well, at least I do. (laughs) 
my dogs eat something that I need, I look in the backyard and see if it's there. For humans, the adoption process is pretty complex, lengthy, and often difficult. For animals, it pretty much consists of picking up an orphan baby with your mouth, provided it fits in your mouth. Uh, humans do that, too. They bring it home and hope your human parents let you keep it. Well, that's the way it worked out for Haas, a yellow lab. He found a little squirrel who was separated from its mom, scooped it up, and took it back to the house. Well, now Haas and the squirrel, who's Chris and Jack, are fast friends. And they even pose for a picture together with the little squirrel on top of his head. Jack seems to enjoy riding Haas on his head. Either that or Jack is a master of Indian deep tissue scalp massage. <laughs> a Southern California hamburger chain has a new item on its menu this month. Uh, you know what? This kind of grosses me out, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. Uh, Slater's 50-50 is serving up the roux. It's a burger made with a 50-50 mix of ground kangaroo meat and ground bacon. Now, somebody I know ate this, and they said it tasted very good. It was very lean. It comes topped with melted brie, cheese, bacon, huckleberry ketchup, baby greens, and radish slices. I don't know. I imagine it probably tastes like rabbit or something. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, September 20th through the 23rd. With 40% off our great paints and stains and 30% off painting supplies, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at SherwinWilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only, some exclusions apply. See store for details. of Animal Radio, brought to you by John Paul Pets, Awapachi, Awapuchi Shampoo and Awapuchi Conditioning Rinse for great shine, as well as John Paul's Oatmeal Shampoo and Full Body and Paw Wipes to moisturize and soothe. 
available in special box sets at Petco. John Paul Pet. It's tested on humans first. And when I yawned just now, did you yawn? I did. Alan, did you yawn? Uh, you know, I'm always yawning. That's my problem. <laughs> got to get some caffeine in you people. I'm still yawning. I drank a whole pot today. Is that is that why you're not yawning? I didn't sleep good last night. Oh, I'm so sorry. What else do you want to know? What what else you need that's to know? That's really it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's really enough information. TMI, TMI. Let's yeah. talk about toe fungus. Let's go. You go first. When I yawn, I see that sometimes my dog will yawn also. Really? Rarely, on occasion. I can't get I don't my know dog to yawn. Can't get your dog to yawn? No. Well, we it's have, true. They do. They do. Yours does, Debbie? Oh, yes. I want everyone to try it right now. Try to get your dogs to yawn if you I'm can do sleeping. that. What if your dog is bored with you? They yawn for different reasons. We bring in Richard Christian. He's a writer for All Pet News, and he just did an article on yawning being contagious. Hey, Richard, how you doing? How's it going, everybody? Nice to meet you all. So uh, tell us what you've, uh, what research you've done and what your article is about and what we can learn from the yawning being contagious. Well, I mean, I did, I did a lot of actual online research, which isn't obviously as much fun. So I did a couple of studies with National Geographic and a few others, but... Obviously, you're kind of required to do hands-on research whenever possible. So, obviously, sure. I, I tried to do some hands-on research with my dog. And cat, mind you, which wasn't wasn't really nearly as fruitful. And what were your results? Um, what did you find out? Oh, well, it's tough to say because, you know, I, I like during the day. And my dogs during the daytime are got to be the laziest dogs on earth. So, they're already yawning about every other second to begin with. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if I just kind of capitalized on, on what they already do or if they really do care about me. So, I actually started to do a complex by the end of the week <laughs> because I wasn't sure if, if maybe they, they just don't care about me at all. And then, the funny thing is, it actually transferred over to, to my fiance and I because I noticed that she yawned and I wouldn't yawn right away. And then I started thinking, oh no, what, do I not care about my fiance? So, it, the, the whole story kind of <laughs> yeah. really affected me all over the place. Now, I believe this was your study that included 25 dogs, is that correct? No, this is a study through, I believe it was National Geographic. National okay, study. National Geographic did a, st- a study with 25 dogs. They found out dogs were more likely to yawn after their owners yawned and were less likely to yawn if their owners offered a fake yawn. They could tell the difference yeah. between a really? fake yawn and a real yawn. Kind of intriguing. Now, okay, now, what about you guys? If you see someone fake yawning, do you actually... Not yawn as well. No, I I can tell a fake yawn too. What about you, Judy? So you wouldn't you wouldn't yawn for a fake yawn? No, I, it, it can make me. Yawn I do. Sometimes. do yeah, do yeah. Oh, who's, yeah. Who's I've never had a fake yawn. Nobody's ever faked me. Nobody's ever faked yawn. Oh, right. I, 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 That's I, what oh, the women on. all say. Yeah. Yeah. They're oh. it. It's a real yawn. No, yeah. it's a real yawn. When, yeah. yeah, that's I'm a yawner. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have to fake. I wonder if if we admit that we are duped by the fake yawn, is that the same way as us admitting that our dogs are smarter than us? Ooh, could be. Maybe. Well, no, I know dogs another, yawn. Another complex. Yeah, I don't get a complex. <laughs> the dog, dogs also yawn because of stress and anxiety, too. It's not just boredom and, and yeah. fatigue, right? Because I know that yeah. whenever Ladybug gets a little nervous, I'll see her yawn. But that's the same as humans, and that's the remarkable thing, is what the study showed is that is the effects of yawn for humans and dogs are all similar. So we will also stress, uh, yawn for stress and anxiety. And so when they're yawning, or even when our... Human counterparts are yawning in in concert with us. It's to empathize with the fact. Oh no, my owner or my loved one must feel tired or must feel stressed. I wanna I wanna let them know that I care about them in the same way. So I'm gonna yawn in return. So that's that's basically what the study suggests that that the dog, you know, not is not necessarily tired, but the dog thinks that you're something's wrong with you, and he wants to make sure you know that that he cares for you. 
Okay, so I need to yawn when I look at my husband, and if he doesn't yawn back, then he, he's in trouble. That's right. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Pretty pretty revealing here, all of this, actually. It's, it's hard enough to be a guy. Now you're putting more on top of it now. Well, the uh, I guess this article is written up over at the website at All Pet News. Yeah. Allpetnews.com, of course, we'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. Richard, thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. Thank you all so much. Take care. <sighs> you can't win if you're a guy. No, you can't. So what's your point, Alan? So, Mr. Mr. Debbie better start yawning, and then he better start laughing, too. You don't know. You don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, and you don't want any fake yawns because then they'll, they'll know. Oh, we'll yeah. know. Yes, but timing is everything. I mean, you can't yawn while she's telling you a story, while she's telling you about her day. Exactly. See, you that get would be it. bad choice. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but you notice yeah. as she's telling you that story, and you say, "I don't want to yawn. I can't. Don't yawn. Don't yawn." You feel like you have to yawn even more. It's, what, what it's a struggle. Your, it is. What are you doing? Your wife starts telling you about her day, and three days pass before she's finished with that day, and you're three days behind. Hi, Tony. How you doing? Pretty good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Nebraska. Very good. I, how are your pets doing? I have the good doctor, Dr. Debbie, right here. Hi, Tony. He's, hi. He's doing good, but the only thing I'm having problems with, he, once in a while he gets red eyes, and he don't okay, want to well, eat. What kind of baby are we talking about here? It's a Australian Shepherd. Okay, and how old? He's 10 months old. Ah, so he's a youngin, so full of lots of energy and maybe a bit foolish as well, I'd imagine. Yeah. All righty, so you said that his eyes are red. Is is there any problems with that? You're seeing the whites of the eye turning red? Yeah, just the whites of the eyes. Okay, and there's anything else going on? Discharge from the eye? Does he rub at them or squint his eyes? Uh, not that I ain't seen in other dogs. They usually get teardrops from the eyes. That's about normal. Okay, a little bit of that staining in the corners of the eyes? Yeah. Okay. Well, as far as, you know, an occasional redness in the eye, you know, a lot depends on what environment he's in. So for a dog that's living indoors in the lap of luxury, sitting on the couch, there really shouldn't be a lot of environmental things that cause red eyes in a dog that age. If that's continuing in a pet that kind of lives indoors and has a secluded environment, I might be more apt to be concerned about that and investigate it. And one of the first things we do for a red eye is... We look at it. We look at it with magnification, and in many cases, we'll stain the eye with a fluorescent stain to make sure there's no abrasions or anything on the cornea. So that might be if we're worried about things. But in a pet that goes outside and spends time outdoors, you've got the effect of wind, dust, allergens, all those things that can cause the occasional red eye. And in a, again, in a young dog, I kind of walk that line of, I need a little bit more... Uh, evidence, if you will, that we have a problem regarding those eyes. Now, you mentioned that if he's not eating well, that would be something that I would definitely say would alert me to see the veterinarian because a young dog that's not eating reliably and having eye problems would definitely have me picking up that telephone and calling your local veterinarian. And, and so I would encourage you to check into that and talk to your vet locally. Thanks for your call, one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. 
spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. on Animal Radio, my friend. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. And I see that uh, you just finished, Joey Villani just finished giving Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, a bath, which which appears to be John Paul's Awapuchi shampoo. And she smells so yeah. good. Oh, isn't that good Don't smelling stuff? Don't this stuff smell good? It's yes. cr- what is that? Is it, it smells like some kind of cocktail that I would, uh, like you a pina colada? <laughs> No. Nope. <laughs> well, it, that's kind of kind of what it smells like. I mean, it definitely, it definitely, it's 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 a Hawaiian um, plant extract that they put in their products. As a matter of fact, they have it in their professional, um, um, his professional hair products as well. But um, this stuff works great. I mean, that's why the dog feels so good. It's um, real easy to use. It's it's already pre-made, so there's no diluting. There's no nothing. Um, it goes on real easy. It rinses easy. It leaves a, a really really good feel. And then they have a rinse that goes along with it. And if you're anyone who's ever listened to me before knows that I always say you have to have some sort of rinse when you shampoo your dog because it actually just makes everything better. The thing that I like about it most is everything coordinates with the, with their products. So the scents all coordinate with the shampoo, the conditioner, and everything. So if you like it, it just carries on. Um, the dog, cat, or whatever you bathe in smells great. Matter of fact, I hate to say this, but it's the truth. I've took this in the shower a few times myself and used it on me. You know what? I was just going to... Smells that good. I was going to say, Joey, I did the same thing. Oh, you did? Oh, it smelled so good. I had to try it. Well, uh, Ladybug. It, it does. It smells that good. Her hair is absolutely shiny after this. They also have that uh, oatmeal shampoo, which is great for, what, skin allergies? If your dog is, is a little bit sensitive to um to most products, usually an oatmeal shampoo will actually soothe the skin and make it you know less likely to have a reaction. Now, their oatmeal shampoo is really, really high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, it, feels, it feels great. It smells great. It doesn't have a heavy, overpowering scent to it, which is good because if you have a dog with itchy skin, it's the last thing you want. I mean, these guys have been around a long time. They've been studying hair. And I know it hasn't been pet coat, but the bottom line is this. They really put some time into into their products and, yep. and, and put it out there. And know what the really, really nice thing is? The packaging. And I'm big with packaging because mm-hmm. most of the times... Pet shampoos, they'll sit underneath the um, underneath your sink. You'll never see them again. You forget about them. These you can put out right on your shelves, and they look great. And you always know that they're there, so you use them. Okay, check it out. You can get this at Petco. John Paul Pet. And you know what? Let's go ahead and give away some right now. one 405 8405 What, you're going to give away a little of the John Paul Pet oatmeal? Is that is that correct, Judy? Yes, it and is. And the awapuchi. Yes, I'll give up some of my awapuchi. Okay, you're such a good person. I'm a giver. You're a giver. Uh, well, if you want to send it to me, I'm a receiver. I'll take it. <laughs> you're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. 
this is Ashley Bell, official spokesperson for the fifth annual life-saving tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. The tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption. Get Your Licks on Route 66 kicks off in Los Angeles on September 14th and ends in Chicago on October 19th. Check out phytofriendly.com and see where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. Um, yeah, hold on one second. I'm just going to pull over so I, you don't hear the buzzing in the thing. Are you, have you been driving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in Vermont now. I could lose you at any moment. But what is it you want me to say? Wendy Malik, Animal Radio, Spay and Neuter. So, uh, hi, this is Wendy Malik. Okay, listening to Animal okay, Radio. I got it. Okay. okay. Hi, this is Wendy Malik on the Animal Network. And don't forget to spay and neuter. Animal Radio. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, spay and neuter. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Would you like to know what the breakfast of champions is for Dr. Debbie? Here's a lady who's... <laughs> she, and I know this is radio. No one would have known unless I opened my big mouth. But it's peanut butter and jelly without the bread. You ran out of bread? What is that? Well, mm. normally every single day for lunch, I have peanut butter and jelly. It's just it's my fave. I can't live without it. <laughs> but we were out of bread today, so oh. I'm working oh. on canned soup. So Okay. Well, yeah. it's uh, how do you keep in such good shape eating peanut butter and jelly? Bread, yeah, bread. all that every day. Oh, I Plus think running for Mr. Debbie. <laughs> it's the peanut butter. I'm telling you, there's got to be something really good for you in peanut butter and jelly. Low low sugar jelly. There you go. Okay, that's What kind key. of peanut butter? I like chunky because I think that's better for you. I don't know. Maybe it's like a sense of <laughs> health. And you know what? You eat it on those the thins, the little sandwich thins. Yeah. So you're not eating as much bread. I love peanut butter. Mmm, peanut butter. Good stuff. And you know, it's great for, you know, it's one of those tricks to get pills down dogs. So um, I like it for, you know, just having around. <laughs> I almost killed myself on it. I was so hungry, and I love the organic kind. It's real thick, so I put too much in my mouth, and I actually couldn't swallow it. It got, because, you know, there wasn't enough production. I didn't have any production. So it got stuck in there, and I was, like, freaking out. You know, I was like, should I call 911? What do I do? But I can't talk. You know, I couldn't talk. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I learned a lesson. Don't, you know, don't stick too much in your face is what Boy. I learned. <laughs> Only you, Alan. Hi, who's this? Is this Martha? Yes, it is. Hey, I wanted to make sure I got the right line here. How are you doing today, Martha? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Very good. Where are you? I'm in Kansas. You're in Kansas. Do you yeah, live? Yeah. <laughs> is your dog named Toto? Are now you driving through? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm... <laughs> well, we have a, a, a little bitty uh, four-pound Yorkie, but um, the problem we're having is with our 97-pound lab. Oh. Good size lab there, huh? Yeah, he is. He's he's a big guy. He's not overweight, but you know he's he's a pretty good sized guy. But uh, and what's he, going on with first, him? Okay, on the fifth, he'll be nine years old. And that's he's my birthday. Been, oh my goodness, yeah. he shares my birthday. Birthdays. <laughs> Isn't it really? yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> he's a Leo. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's a Leo. Okay. We t- he's a house dog. We take him out five times a day, approximately, and that's the only time he's out. He's he's almost pure white, and we keep him shaved down, you know, so he doesn't have a lot of hair. 
in the okay. house, but he's a beautiful, he's almost white. But here's the problem we ran into. We've fed him Ukanuba ever since he was eight weeks old when we got him. And in the last three or four months, he's wanting to graze like a cow would on grass. We take mm-hmm. him out to potty, and he spends more time eating grass. And the last time we had him shaved at the vet's, which was about a month ago, he said, oh, don't worry about it. And I said, well, I've always heard that they have an upset stomach when they eat grass. That He says, not necessarily. So I wanted someone else's input on this because I, I don't want think something's going on with him that needs to be treated now. Absolutely. And I guess I have a couple questions. Um, yeah, how's his poop quality? Let's talk poop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not runny. It's uh, uh, it's solid. Sometimes he will go twice a day, the majority of time. He'll go in the morning around 6.30 and then in the evening around 6, about every 12 hours he'll go. Okay. So and, he sounds nice and regular. That's good. And then you said yeah. he never gets sick when he eats the grass. Does he ever have upset tummy problems? No. No. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of agree with your, your veterinarian because in many cases, dogs basically be what we call lawnmower dogs. They just enjoy grazing. So in some cases, yes, it could be a sign that they have um, maybe parasite problems, digestive problems, but in the absence of any actual digestive upset on his end, then I'm going to lean towards that category where I think he just probably enjoys it. And, you know, we don't really know why dogs do this. You know, we always speculate that maybe there's a medical cause. Um, but, you know, in some ways, it's something that they don't really need to do anymore because they're fed a, a good diet, a well, well-balanced well diet. So we don't know if this is some remnant of old behavior. So um, I guess the bottom line is if it doesn't bother him and it's not creating a disturbance, um, then and I'm not worried about it either. Okay, I don't need to get him a vitamin supplement or change. We thought about changing because he's been on Ukanuma now for nine years. Does that does that hurt him to keep him on the same? Of course, once in a while, like when my husband uh, eats ice cream at night, he will save him a little bit, like a big old spoonful of ice cream. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. It comes That's out. Not but good. I, well, it's a small amount in the whole scheme of things, probably not a huge problem. But I guess going to your question of do you need to change the food because he's been on that? And the answer is no. You don't have to change unless there's a problem where he's not accepting the food or we're worried that it's not agreeing with him. Um, would an experiment in changing him to a different diet be interesting? Yeah, it might be. And I might like to see what he does as far as if he eats less grass. But that just would be a decision you'd need to make if you want to make that commitment to switch him over to a new food, see how he acts. Acclimates and, and see if the the grass eating is any different. Uh, my my thought is it probably won't change, but there's only one way to tell. You can always try a diet, uh, you know, switching over. Okay, Doctor Debbie, I appreciate your input on this because I would be right. such a wonder. The lab is a wonderful dog. Hey, I'm with you. I got two of my own at home, and and uh, I'm just happy to hear yours shares a wonderful birthday with the fine doctor here. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you that for your call, awesome. Martha. Take thank care you of yourself. Very much. Thanks you for listening. You guys have a good day. You too. I want it. Don't tell me what kind of day to have. No, I'll have a great day. But thank you for calling. <laughs> Well, it went by fast again. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. They're over at Kindle. And, of course, we link to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. And do it now. Download the free Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. You can ask your questions right from the app and listen to the shows. What's that look for? You're just ready to go, huh? We all ready to go? One (laughs) collective yawn. Uh, (sighs) I like it here. I want to stay. I want to be on the air more. Goodbye. (laughs) No. Have a great week. Someone drag him out.
Here, here's some peanut butter, Alan. <laughs> Security dragging me out, kicking and screaming. This is Animal Radio Network.